Hey everybody, it's JT. What is on your holiday meal shopping list? Well, I would suggest Painted Hills Natural Beef. It is some of the best beef in the world. And your friends and family will be thanking you for a long time if you serve Painted Hills Natural Beef for your holiday meals. And now you can buy it online just by going to PaintedHillsBeef.com. Use the code BBQNATION at checkout and save yourself 15% on your order. Give Painted Hills Natural Beef a place on your table this holiday season. This is Barbecue Nation After Hours, the conversation that took place after the show ended. Hey everybody, it's JT, and this is a special version of Barbecue Nation. It is brought to you in part by Painted Hills Natural Beef. Beef you can be proud to serve your family and friends. That's Painted Hills Natural Beef. Hey everybody, welcome to After Hours here on Barbecue Nation. This is the part where Meathead and I can actually swear and get away with it. Um, we're, we're not governed by the FCC on that. And uh, if you're hearing this before you heard the regular show with Meathead, you should go back and listen to that. We took listener questions today for the most part, and uh, it was a lot of fun. And as always, I have a ball with Meathead. One thing, too, real quickly, I want to throw this out there because he's on with us today. The meetup in Memphis is next March. Uh, was scheduled uh, for this year. And, you know, with every crazy thing that's been going yeah, on, yeah, you know, yeah. pushed it out to 2022. And so... We had to cancel it twice. It was scheduled originally for 2020 and then 2021. And, uh, you know, now it's March 22. If we have to reschedule again, there's not going not gonna to be anybody left alive in this country. <laughs> Probably. Probably. Okay, back. I saved a um, couple, three questions for you for after hours here. And uh, we probably should have done this one at close to the top of the show. It says, can you season vegetables when you're cooking them on the grill or smoker, or do you wait till afterwards? That's from uh, Bill in Pennsylvania. Yeah. Um, as we did discuss in the earlier segment, you know, the word seasoning can be a little confusing. To many chefs, seasoning refers only to salt. Um, to many others and many consumers, seasoning refers to salt and all the spices and herbs in your spice rack. Um, so let's start with the salt. Um, salt has the ability to penetrate into meat and vegetables. Once it gets wet, um, if it doesn't get wet, it just sits on the surface. But sure. if it gets wet, um, it can melt and ionize, and it gets an electrical charge, and it can penetrate deep. Um, the other stuff, the garlic and onion and sugar and stuff, the molecules are too large to penetrate. So... Um, it's always a good idea to get it on early, especially on meats, because they can the salt can alter the shape and structure of the proteins and help them hold on to moisture. And you can lose a lot of moisture in the cooking process, and up to 20 to 30 uh, percent. If you do something like a slab of ribs or uh, uh, pork butt, um, weigh it before and weigh it after, and you, you'll see there can be a pretty significant loss. Uh, so hanging on a moisture is a good thing to do. Um, so try to get as much as you can on beforehand. And if you can get the salt on a few hours beforehand, so it can get a running start on going to the center of the, uh, of the meat. Yep. And, um, same thing for many vegetables, stuff like eggplant, 
Um, they, they're wet. Now, green beans, obviously, are, they're not going to go very far there. And on, on the surface of bell peppers, it's not going to penetrate. But on the, if you slice your peppers in half, the interior of the pepper is wet. So it'll, it'll penetrate there. There you go. Now, um, this is from Mike in Iowa, corn country down there. Amen. Are, are I was, there? I was also hog country. I think it's the number one port state. Oh yeah, it is. It is. Um, are there any veggies that you do not suggest cooking on the barbecue? Ooh. Well, you'll never get me to eat a lima bean, so I wouldn't <laughs> grill them. <laughs> I'm with you all the way, brother. I am with you all the way. Oh God. You know, my tastes have changed over the years. I used to hate Brussels sprouts, and now I've learned to love them, especially on the grill. And you go into these places where they fry them. Oh, boy, they're good. Um, I'm struggling. I mean, things like green beans are pretty hard to keep from diving through the slats and committing suicide. Right. Um, but if you have a grill topper or one of these, you know, like uh, grill pans with holes in it. Sure. Uh, you can do things like green beans. I'm, I'm really struggling here. Um, I know there are things that I've, well, okay, here we go. I w- I've been playing with octopus lately. I know it's not a vegetable, but uh, I've been playing with octopus lately, and I've been trying a whole bunch of things, and I threw one on the smoker. It was awful. It was just terrible. Smoked octopus. Ah, oh, yeah, bleh. So there are some things that don't smoke very well, um, but uh, I'm trying to think. I mean, I've done eggplant, uh, Brussels sprouts. Uh, here's a here's a tray. Uh, slightly off topic. Um, when I do rotisserie chicken, I'll put a pan underneath the bird. I'll put a layer of oil in there, a very thin layer of oil, maybe an eighth of an inch, and then I'll chop up. Um, potatoes, carrots, Brussels sprouts, um, maybe even a couple of apple chunks. Try to get them all about even size so they'll cook evenly and put them under the bird. And once you get going, they'll start to, oh, and then I pour in like a half, quarter inch to a half inch of, um, of water. Um, and they'll, they'll kind of steam and simmer at first. And as the water boils off, they start to fry, but the drippings from the chicken, which are a combination of fat and, and water, chicken stock, get into these vegetables and flavor them. And, and, and your rubs, if you've got a rub on your chicken, and usually I put herbs on chicken, sure. they'll drip into that pan. And i got to tell you, those Brussels sprouts and carrots, I've put rutabaga down in there. I've put root vegetables. They just come alive underneath that rotisserie chicken oh it sounds delicious okay <clears throat> this is what when you were talking about octopus i actually like octopus but if oh, you I love it but if you had to smoke it that had to turn into some chewy stuff boy oh it, it not only was it chewy but the flavor was just bizarro okay okay <laughs> um this is from mary in seattle my husband loves fish i guess he's a fisherman uh, especially smoked. He's tried a number of times to smoke a whole fish, salmon, but that never gets done completely. I've suggested that maybe he try a filet, but he's determined to do a whole fish. Any suggestions? And I see on some websites the whole fish having some cut lines or scores in the side. What does that do, if anything? 
It looks sharp. I'm with you. I'm with you, sweetheart. Convince him to do the fillet. Yeah. Um, the thing about whole fish, and I'll grill a whole fish, and yeah, there's re- there's good reason to put scores in it um, because that helps the heat penetrate, also helps smoke get in there. But the skin of the fish will act as somewhat of a barrier. And if you're smoking fish, you want the smoke. Smoke does not penetrate very well. Um, smoke pretty much sits on the surface. The, I, I, there's a big article on AmazingRebs.com about what is in smoke. But it's mostly water vapor and tiny little particles and uh, some compounds uh, and uh, you know things that you can't pronounce. But they don't really penetrate deep. They'll get a little ways in. So if it's the meat of the fish that you're interested in, then get the meat exposed to the smoke. Now, in the west coast of Florida, they smoke mullet. And this is a vegetarian fish that they catch in nets. And it's about the size of a trout, about 12 inches long. And what they typically do is they just slit it open, gut it, and then butterfly it and lay it open whole, butterflied, Mm -hmm. and they smoke that. Now you've got all that meat exposed to the smoke, and that does a wonderful job, but they have to butterfly it. Now your husband could try that if he's determined to do the whole fish, is you lay it open flat, meat side up, skin side down, head and tail on, and butterfly it. You can even leave the uh, scales on if you want to do that, because you're not going to eat that skin, and and um, uh, that that works out real well. In fact, I've done that with trout, and I think that recipe is in my book, Meathead, The Science of Great Barbecue and Grilling. The one thing I would suggest to Mary, too, and you just touched on it, you're from Seattle and King Seattle and all those guys, the indigenous people up there for years, and they still do it. Uh, we get it here a lot on the Columbia River. Uh, with those folks, they will take a whole salmon. They will take the fillet. They leave the skin on. Uh, they put it on this. They put it on a stick. They put the skewer through it, and they will. It will cook outside near next to the fire. It's a low fire. It's not a hot fire, and that's how they smoke their fish. Yeah, so, so, I've actually got pictures of that on my smoked salmon recipe page. Yeah. Um, and it, it's pretty cool. I mean, it looks like they've crucified these fish. Right. They're standing upright, but again, they're butterflied. They're, right. they're splayed open. Right. And the meat is facing the smoke or the fire, and it's it's like a little campfire. And uh, um, that works out pretty well. And that's um, – I went out to one of those islands. It's owned by uh, an Indian tribe. I think it was Tillamook Island or something in, in – um, in the bay uh, off of Seattle, and they they do that uh, and uh, serve it, and boy, they, uh, that is just delicious. It's oh, just it's delicious. it's just it's just great. In fact, yeah. here where we so live, have him have him butterfly it. Yeah, uh, splay it open. You know, if you want to start with a trying to cook a whole fish, use use something a little smaller to start with and thinner too. Like you were talking about, you know, cook a whole trout and. You can yeah, score yeah. it like that. Trout do, smokes up nicely. Yeah, you can do that. That'll work well. But when you've got a big fish like a salmon, 
or a sturgeon. Sturgeon's impossible because it's a prehistoric, basically, fish, and it's got it's got an outer skin like part naga hide, part steel. So, <laughs> so uh, that's where you want to get in and and have it skinned off, and you know you can fillet it or you can cut it into steaks or whatever. But it still takes a while because it's a real thick, meaty fish, and um, so uh, I can tell you that I'm not I'm not talented enough to smoke a whole salmon without either filleting it <clears throat> like that. And I don't. And Meathead kind of agrees with me there, so that's what I would do. Yeah, better. when I do smoked salmon, um, I will take a, a fillet um, or a side of salmon and slice it into sections about four inches long mm-hmm. and leave the skin on. And I actually take a brown paper bag and I cut a square and I lay the fillet on that square. The square is the same size as the, uh, of the piece of meat um, or just slightly larger. And that goes on the smoker. And what's fun is, is that the skin will stick to the brown paper bag. Yep. So when you're done cooking, you bring that fish off and you just peel the bag and the skin right off, and you've got this beautiful piece of uh, salmon with the uh, skin removed. Yep, it's it's good stuff. It's good stuff. I was thinking about something that you probably wouldn't, one of the questions back about vegetables or even fruits. What about kumquats? I'm not a big kumquat fan, um, and I'm not a lima bean fan either, but I was, is a citrus, I believe. Yeah, it is. Um, and uh, they're very, very tart. They're more tart than they are sweet. And I like them. I mean, usually I just pop them whole, but I would think they would be okay grilled because you can grill most citrus. I don't know about smoked, um, but um, I would imagine that if you put them on a skewer alongside of, uh, uh, I don't know, uh, how about some uh, some uh, beef that has been marinated in teriyaki or something? Sure. Uh, uh, that that might work nicely. Um, I uh, my wife just made some candied orange peel recently, and uh, to do that you have to soak it in a sugar solution, a sweet a, a syrup. And uh, when she was done. Uh, she had these marvelous candied orange peels, and there was this syrup that had this really rich orange flavor. It was a sugar syrup huh. with orange. So we, we stuck it in the fridge, and we figured we'd try it on pancakes or something. Forgot about it. I came back to it a couple of months later, and it had crystallized, you know, like honey will crystallize. Right, right. Only the crystals were really fine. They didn't crunch, and it was kind of like... Um, maple syrup butter or something it, it, that, I, you, when you called earlier and I was making an English muffin yeah um, I, I was making an English muffin with cream cheese and orange, crystallized orange syrup Wow really delicious Wow so I wonder if you could do something like that with the uh, kumquat you might you might I I've, I'm not a I've never really thought of it in that depth before but uh, might be worth but, trying you know, soaking in a sugars because it's so tart, yeah. Uh, you know, get, getting them into something sweet might work nicely. I, I might, I might be tempted to cut them in half or quarters, and then put it in the sweetener. When I was a kid, not that people want to hear these stories all the time, but when I was a kid, my mom always made candied crab apples. We had a crab apple oh. tree on our farm, 
and they would go out and they didn't make a whole, you know, they didn't make 50 quarts of this stuff or anything, but she would make probably 10 or 15 quarts of candied crab apples and she would dye them. She'd put a little food dye in them. Some of them were bright red and some of them were bright green and she always served them around Christmas time. Wow. I, I, there are crab apple trees around here right now laden with crab apples. And I was just out for a walk with my neighbor the other day. And we, cause we walk every morning together Yeah, and um, we saw one and I was looking at them on the ground. They were the size of big olives. Yeah, I was saying, I wonder if you can, cook with them i wonder what you can do with those things i'm gonna have to grab some and try it yeah she would she would can them um and then it was a very because they're very 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 tart um and but when she cooked them in the pressure it kind of softened them up because they're hard little guys when you first Mm -hmm. get them but she would do that beautiful flowers in springtime i love the crab apple trees oh oh they're gorgeous but and there was a lot of kind of like your orange syrup you were just talking about that you created mm-hmm. she'd do that with the crab apples but she put a couple of drops of green food coloring and red food coloring alternating in the in the little quart or pint jars mm-hmm. and that was some stuff she always served up around the holidays it was What's fun i'm gonna have to see if there's a a recipe or two on the internet and i'm gonna have to go pick up a few of those things on my next walk there you go there you go meathead it's been a pleasure as always my friend and thank you for all the great information for our listeners here. Oh, always good talking to you. And great questions from the listeners. Hey, gang, if you're listening in out there, send in your questions. Stump the stars here. Stump the stars. There you go. Just no more questions about octopus or octopi because. Uh, oh, I, hey, no, send in the octopus question. I've got, I'm, I've been working on octopus. I have, we can do a whole half hour on octopus, pal. <laughs> I don't know about you there in Chicago, <clears throat> but I live in a, I live in a, we don't have octopus in the great lake. No, no, no. <laughs> but we have a, where I live, it's a predominantly Hispanic little town. And when you go to the, the store there, which is mega foods, there's, it's a big store. There's a, there's quite a large section of predominantly Hispanic foods and also Russian foods there. Um, and then, you know, just craft macaroni and cheese or whatever that we have. But if you go over to their meat counter, they've got a really interesting meat counter because that is a meat counter where you can find neck bones and stuff from, oh, yeah. from the hogs. You, they make their own ceviche there. They do all, all, you know, that type of thing. And, um, so it's kind of fun, but there's always octopus there. And then you go down to the frozen section and there's big bags of chopped up octopus there. And so um, we we are not wanting for octopus where I live. Put it that way. Well, I won't go into the, all the research and experiments and failures I've had with octopus, but I'll, get, I'll cut to the chase. And that is um, sous vide them, then grill them. Wow. Um, the problem with octopus is, is it can be very tough and chewy. And um, in, in Italy and Greece, they will often pound them on the rocks of the shore after they capture them. Um, and uh, there are uh, restaurants that I know that actually have um, clothes dryers, and they run them through the clothes dryer with the heat off just to 
beat them up a bit. <laughs> um, but um, and if you overcook them like uh, squid, they're, they're just like rubber. But sous vide, um, at about 160 to 170 um, for three or four hours, and um, uh, <laughs> yes, that's Sandy, my uh, trainee here. Um, the uh, the skin comes off mostly, and that's good because that's where all the grit is. Um, so it's a great technique. Then you throw them on the grill until you get a char on them, and they're marvelous. And uh, Sandy is telling me she needs to go out. Okay, well, so does your radio host here. So <clears throat> me, me and Sandy have something in common. You go out in the backyard and yep. do your thing? I'm going to go do that under the crabapple tree. How's that? <laughs> me, Ed, as always, thank you for being with us. And uh, we've got holidays coming up, so you'll be back on the show. I know that. Uh, anytime you want me, I'm yours. All right. That's it. I'll see you later. You got it. That's it this week, folks. We'll be back next week with another edition of After Hours here on Barbecue Nation. Remember our motto, turn it, don't burn it, and take care, everybody.